God to impact life into our own our spirit, O oh God. That we might get to know you and how you work. That our lives here on earth might receive all the blessings of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand up, make our off the uh, confession of faith. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. I'm speaking to you, I've been speaking to you, and this is, I believe, the third uh, part of this series, on the, about the triumph of faith. The triumph of faith. When they gave, they gave him faith. Not knowing what will happen. In fact, what I heard was that the company was saying, we don't even know we can give. This is a bonus. We don't even know we can do this, this year, because of COVID. But God says, no, you got to do it. You got no choice. And they gave. Happily. Amen? They gave happily. You see, faith is an unstoppable force. It's a force. It's unseen, but when it's active, nothing stands in its way. Faith is an unstoppable force. You know, faith will make the impossible possible. No matter how impossible the situation is, with faith it becomes possible. Faith is the master key to a world of limitlessness. No limit. That's what faith is. So faith brings salvation. When we talk about salvation, here is a man or a woman who is living in sin and that's all they know. And sometimes addicted and have no way of, of escape from this. They don't like what they're doing, but they just don't know. There is no way they can't see a way out. Because I got into this sin, and now I can't free myself. Tell you this, faith will free them. Faith will break the chains. Faith will deliver them. Faith in God, in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, what He's done on the cross, will bring deliverance into your heart. No matter how hard the situation is. So the Bible tells us in Romans 1 verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the word of God that we are preaching. Paul says there is power to it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. Say with me, power. It is the power of God. To salvation, freedom. We sang a lot about freedom this morning. Is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So once you put faith to the gospel, power is released. The power of God is released and nothing can stop it. 
You don't have to look to anyone. You don't even have to look to pastor or the church. As long as you have faith in the gospel versus the good news, there is faith in your heart. I've heard it and I believe it. And once you believe it and you're acting on it, the power of God hits your life. In every single area of life. That's salvation, freedom in every area of your life. That's why faith is such an unstoppable force. Faith is violent. It's a violent force. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. You know, fighting with God is a fight of faith. That's what the Bible tells us. Is the good fight of faith. So the fight that you are fighting with unseen forces of the world is a fight of faith. And faith is believing in what God says and believing in the good news. Good news. God has good news for you. Amen. No bad news. You believe in it and that goodness, the good news hits your life and transforms your life. That's what the gospel is. It's a violent force. It's a violent force. You can't sit down and not fight. If you're sitting down and not fighting, you better have somebody that's fighting for you in faith. Otherwise, there's not going to be deliverance. But when you're fighting, you stand up and say, no. You know, uh, Kathy shared with me this morning, uh, apart from the, the blessing that God has blessed their family, she, the doctor said, said uh, there's a skin tumor, uh, cancer on her face and uh, that we're going to take it out. But she started believing God and went back again to test it. Doctor says, I can't find it. I can't find it. Amen. Because she started believing and praying, people praying, I'm sure. And God did that for her. Amen? Faith is an unstoppable force. You don't just, because you heard the bad news, you don't have to go crying when God is on your side. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who? So no matter what's going on, you got your faith in God. And that faith is unstoppable. Is the master key to every problem that you are facing. That's the word of faith. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it. The gospel, because he's brought the gospel to us, is that key. The gospel and the power of God released when you believe. To the Jew first and to the Gentiles. But I told you, faith is violent. Listen, let me read this scripture to you. Just to demonstrate how, how God appreciates violent faith. When you refuse to give up. <laughs> Amen? Even though the situation is nasty. But you're saying, but I still know God is. And I know he's in that place. I'm going to get to him regardless. Listen to this. It says, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was... In the house. Immediately many gathered together. So that there was no longer room to receive them. Not even near the door. So 
If you came late, sorry. They couldn't, you can't even get close to the door. But he was in the house. For some reason, he was there. He may have have chosen to be there. He could have left the house and came out to talk to them. But he didn't do that. It says, and and he preached the word to them. So if he's preaching inside the house, only those inside were here, right? Then they came to him bringing a paralytic. Who was carried by four men. I love these four men. You know, Job had some friends, if you will call them friends, they tormented him. Okay? He's good to have good friends. Amen. He's good to have good Christian friends. When you are down, they are not saying bad things about you, they're not wondering anything. They want your healing, they want your deliverance, they want your blessings. This guy had four good friends that were believing with him. And the Bible said, I don't want to go back and read. I'll just tell you the story, okay? Is that okay? Yes. They got there. And the friend says, gospel according to good luck, oh my God, how are we going to get into him? We know he's in there. And we need to reach him. How can we reach him? Oh my goodness. And he says, you can't even get to the door. Guess what? They decided, let's go, in my mind, let's go to the back of the building. We can get to the roof. Amen? We're getting to the roof. One way or the other, paralyzed or not, while we are trying to get you in, if you fall and break your bones, he will heal you. We don't care. We're going up. And guess what? Can you go to another man's house and start taking the roof off? And see what? But they said, if we got to fix it, we'll fix it. But we got to get our friend. And the friend says, that's okay. Drop me. Even if I break my neck, he is going to heal me. But you see, the violence of faith, they will not give up. They tore the roof and let down their friend. That's an amazing thing. I don't know who owned the house. Maybe Jesus did. But nobody was upset at them. Hello? When faith speaks, peace comes into place. Nobody was upset. And the Bible says, and when Jesus saw their faith, you see, he saw their faith. How? By the demonstration of their violent faith. By tearing down the roof. Nothing is going to stop us. We are going to get our friends into his presence. And we know what's going to happen. That's the greatest trouble. If we can get our friend into his presence, we know he's going to walk out of that building. Amen. Amen. Violence. From the days of John the Baptist until now, may God fill your life with that kind of faith. Amen. Amen. May God give you that kind of faith. Violence. So God can put his blessings in your life. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus was talking about this. He says, 
the disciples had tried to cast out a demon, and they couldn't. And then Jesus cast the devil out. What faith can do, very unstoppable if you believe. The Bible says, and Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, because they said, why couldn't we cast the devil out? Jesus said it was your, because of your unbelief. Maybe something happened that spoke their faith and they went into unbelief and decided this is not going to happen. But they were still trying. <laughs> and they couldn't understand why. But Jesus said, said to them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, there's a principle here. You will say, let me stop there. If you have just a little faith, what follows? Say. That's very important. When you begin to speak negative things and you are afraid, you are not in faith. When you begin to speak about the problem and address the problem and call, so what you're saying is what you're believing. Hello? There, Jesus said, you will say, if you have just a little faith, so you can have great faith and say nothing and nothing happens. Because he says, you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say. Do you get it? You will say. So I can place you whether you are having faith or not because of what I hear coming from your mouth. Amen. If you speak fear and you are anxious, there is no faith there. You have entered into the region of unbelief. That's what Jesus was addressing. He says it's because of your unbelief. If you have just a little faith, and you speak out of that little faith, Jesus told them, you, you say, you will say, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. We talk about nothing impossible. Faith will make things that seem impossible to be possible. And that's where God shows up. Because everybody knows this cannot happen. This cannot happen. Yes, last night, uh, my wife and I, we were talking about our son, Tojo. And I've talked about this year. Um, Angela's brother is a neonatologist. He knows everything about uh, premature baby and the, the complications that come with uh, premature birth. And when Toju was born, I think we only had him one day or so, Angela, right? He was back in the hospital. This bilirubin level was so high. I mean, it, you, could see, you could see it all over his body. And bilirubin fries the brain. Yeah. And Angela's brother knew that because that's his field. 
And I remember his wife talking to me, trying to prepare me. And his wife's a dentist. There were doctors in their family. Too many doctors. And we're having too many doctors in our home now. Uh, Angela is doctor. Everybody is doctor. The only one that is not doctor is Toju. And he's he's striving hard to be one. Grace is going to be doctor. All of them doctor. And when the doctors gang up against you, you are in real trouble. (laughs) Ashley's doctor. Everyone's doctor. Amen. He was born with that. And I got a call from Austin. They said, prepare yourself. Your son is going to be mentally retarded all his life. Oh, yes. And my brother-in-law, Angela's brother, says, I've dealt with many children that had that. Even in a mild case, they've had trouble. Told you has no trouble. <laughs> you hear him singing. He's graduated from Rice University. It's a hard school. Amen. No trouble. Angela and I were told, Angela's sister, it's also a doctor. I know that's a doctor. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> she sat me down. And it, good, I mean, I got very good family from Angela's side. It's beautiful. I mean, they are all loving. It's, it's a beautiful family. I love my family. Angela's family and everybody. We are all one. But she wanted to tell me. She sat down there and she was telling me, um, uh, let, me, let me explain these things to you. Okay. She sat in front of me and she was telling me just naturally and everything she was telling me was the facts. She was right. No doubt about it. And I told her, I said, well, I know what you're saying, but my son is not going to be like that. And she looked at me, you can tell she was bewildered. It's like you have buried your head in the sand. And I said, no. And she said, I could tell from her countenance that she didn't like what I was doing. I was not taking responsibility. I told her, I said, look, I dealt with this problem since 1987. This was 1997. I had dealt with it. For some reason, I dealt with it. I said, you can call my friends in Georgia and ask them. They will tell you what I said. I dealt with this problem long ago. And she said, you knew about this before? No, not really. I just don't want to allow this. And guess what? God did what he had to do. God did the work. I mean, Angela and I were standing firm. I mean, there was no crying, nothing. We believe God. Amen? Amen. That's why Jesus said, if you can only believe all things, say with me, all things, all All things, if you can only believe all things are possible, even if it, and and we're not talking about, we told you this case, we're not talking about a week. It was a long time. A long time. So you can come out of it and cry every night and wonder why and all, why is God allowed? We don't go to that place. We believe God. 
And God can take care of the second the situation. Amen. So we want to talk about what faith is. What is faith? It says in Hebrews 11 verse 1 and 2. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And now we're not talking about yesterday or tomorrow. We are talking about what? Now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Basically, you are hoping for something to happen in your life to change your situation. And the only way that hope can be fulfilled is faith. Faith gives substance to what you are hoping for until you receive it. Amen. Faith is on, this, the, the thing you are believing for is not seen. But through faith, you can see it. Let me finish this scripture here. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What's an evidence? If you are in a court house, you have to present evidence, right? You say to the court, the, the judge, I have evidence. I have evidence here. And he says, where is your evidence? My evidence is unseen. The judge will do this. Is it not? Where is your evidence? I have great evidence. But my evidence is not seen. The judge says, let, bring him here. Let me talk to him. Faith is the evidence of things. This is God speaking now. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So your faith says he's there. Even when no one can see it. That's what faith is. You are believing God for something you are hoping for. And in your mind, your faith says, I already got it. Amen? I already got it. I had a story of a man that was prayed for at church. The Bible said this, I laid their hands on the sick and the sick uh, will recover. And this man was completely blind. And in those days, you know, people just believed. What pastor says is okay. Lay your hands on me, pastor. He was totally blind. After they prayed for him, he was still blind, walking around. But he was telling everybody, he's been healed. God healed me last Sunday when the pastor laid his hands. What, what, what healing? He says, my eyes, I can see. And he, he was blind. And everybody thought, this is crazy. He goes to the barber shop and he's telling the barber, you know, uh, God has healed me. I can see God opened my eyes. And he had done that a few times. <laughs> the Baba got frustrated. He says, Sir, you are as blind as the God. <laughs> you are still blind. You can't see. You came in here walking like that. You can't see. What God healed your eyes. And the Baba, the guy stood up angry. He said, Can't you see? I can see. And guess what? At that moment, guess what happened? His eyes opened. And the guy, 
he ran out of the barber shop with which part of his haircut. <laughs> I can see faith. He saw that God had healed him before it happened. His faith was the evidence. And when that guy challenged him, his faith became violent. He got angry. Don't you see? I can see. And as soon as the word came out of his mouth, his eyes opened. Hallelujah. You guys are real quiet. (laughs) Amen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain the good report. Now, many of us, or many of us report is a testimony, right? They obtain the good testimony. Well, if you want a testimony, you got to pass the test. Test comes before testimony. But we don't like tests. I mean, not even in school, we don't like tests. We just want to be promoted. Amen. If a teacher says you don't have to take the test, you will promote it to the next. Who is the best teacher? He promotes us without a test. Well, you're not going to do well in life if you have no test. Amen? You have to be tested. You have to be tested. And God, when he deals with his children, his, his purpose is not to get you down. His purpose is for you to have a testimony. They overcame him by what? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony that God has delivered them. That's how it works. He's the evidence of things not seen. So we have to understand that many times we are believing God for something that doesn't make sense. But we can see it because God has given us his word. And God is not a man that he should lie Neither is he the son of man that he should turn back on his word. Repent. If he has said, he will do it. If he has spoken, he will make his word good. So faith comes by you accepting what God has said and contrary to what's happening in your situation, but you hold on to the word of God and nothing else. It's your faith in the word of God. Listen, it's something that you can't see. He says in Romans chapter 8, verse 24, For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Hope that is seen, this is, this is a principle God is trying to teach us his children. When you're hoping for something, if you already have what you're hoping for, and you keep saying you're hoping to get a car, when you already have a car, everybody's baffled. You already have the car. But when you are hoping for something that's impossible, amen, and you can't see it, the natural, that's real hope. You say, you see, we say faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you don't have hope, faith cannot do anything. Hello? You need hope. 
Faith gives substance to your hope. So when you lose hope, you can have faith, but no hope is not going to work for you. So that's why we say, don't let go of your hope. Stay with that hope. The doctors give you a report, but that doesn't change your hope. Amen? And then you add faith to it, you know you are going to see it. Listen to what Paul says. For we were saved in this hope. How were we saved? In the hope. Hope is very important. Keep hope alive. Don't let go of your hope. People talk about whether I have faith, I don't have faith. That's another issue. But when you have hope, there's a chance. Amen? But once you lose hope and you begin to speak negative words about the circumstance, you've lost everything. You are hopeless. And when you are hopeless, you are hopeless. Hello. It's not going to work. So keep your hope in God. Why? Because God said something. Everything around you says no, but you are still holding on to your hope in God. No matter what the circumstances. And those that are outside there, stay with your hope. It may have been several years. Don't let it go. I'm hoping for God to give, give us $40 million. I prayed about it this morning. If you ask me, how is it going to happen? I don't know. But I'm believing God. And people say, don't say things like that. What if it doesn't happen? Okay, what if it doesn't happen? Maybe I didn't get the 40 million, but I got 10 million. That's still a lot of money. But I'm, I'm believing God for that. He's silly to do that. But I want God to reveal it to me. So I've seen, I want to see it. That I have it. And somehow, some way, God's going to make it happen. And that's where His glory is revealed. Where we can say, this is the finger of God. It's the Lord's doing. is marvelous in our sight. That's what the Bible tells us. Amen. Hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Hello? Once you can see it, there is no need for hope anymore. There is no need for faith anymore. If you see it impossible, then you will never see it. Because you don't believe you will ever see it in the natural. But Paul is saying, if you can see it through the hope of God in you, and you add faith to it, you already, you've already given evidence that this thing does exist. Amen? But then he says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with what? Perseverance. Basically, don't let go of your hope. Keep, keep expecting it's going to happen. How? I don't know. But I can see it. I can see it. The other day I shared with you, God changed the name of Abraham. I'm Abraham. And made him Abraham. So Abraham to father of many nations. And then he goes around introducing himself. Uh, I am the father of many nations. They knew the meaning of the word. I am the father of many nations. 
And Sarah is the mother of many nations. <laughs> really? Barry, Sarah? How is that going to happen? But he kept, because he believed God, he changed the name of his wife. Amen. So you change things by what you say. With perseverance. If you think about Abraham, God gave him the promise. And it took 25 years before the promise was fulfilled. Did Abraham waver in his faith? Yes. He wavered because he laughed when God says, Sarah, he laughed. But God was stern. And he said, oh, okay, I repent. I'm back to where I was. Amen. So even if you waver, find some scriptures. Amen. Encourage yourself like David. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And get back in faith. And then ask God, is this true? Yeah. And then you will see the joy of the Lord flowing in your heart. Even though you haven't seen the, the solution, but there is joy in your heart. There is no fear in your heart. Why? Because you have hope. And your faith will make it happen. Hallelujah. Your faith will make it happen. And you have faith. Let me tell you, every one of you that's born again, <laughs> guess what? You don't need faith. You have faith. The greatest miracle that God does for us is the miracle of salvation. And if you have faith, the gift of God can never be revoked. God has given to everyone a measure of faith. So if you believe you have faith, and your faith is bigger than the mustard seed, so what you need to do then is what? Say! Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through, say. Begin to say it. You know why I talk about the 40 millions? Because if I don't, I will enter quickly into unbelief. So I keep saying, I keep talking about it. And I know that the Spirit of God, the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in His name, He is there in the midst of them. I know Jesus is here, so I'm saying it, and He's hearing it. Amen? He's hearing it. The angels, if he's here, the angels are also here. And they're hearing it. And we're believing God. Amen? So the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, Let us hold fast the confession of our what? Our hope. If we are make, uh, holding fast the confession of our hope, well, I would like to say, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith, right? I'm teaching this morning, amen? Hold fast to the confession of your hope because your confession is that faith that's added to your hope. Can you see it? Hold fast to what you are confessing because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And when you say, if you have faith, then you say, and you say according to what you hope, and your hope now, is what you say takes the place of your faith and fills your hope, and there is a result. Amen. Amen. He says, hold fast. Don't let the confession of your hope leave you. Hold fast to the confession of your hope with what? Without wavering. Without wavering. If you believe in God for something, 
and then it takes a, a left turn, and you want it to take a right turn. And then all of a sudden, it's a test. It's a test. God allowed it to see if you would change your confession. Yes. He allowed it. He was going this way and everything seems like, seems like he's going the way that you are believing God for. And then your confession is really strong at this time because he's going the way you want it to go. And all of a sudden, God allows it and there is a left turn. And then guess what? You change your confession. He used to be really strong. Now, he's not as strong. You wavered. And God allows it. I believe he allows it. Why would God wait for 25 years? He could do it instantly. He wanted to test if Abraham would really stand in faith. If he had done it when he was 75, Abraham says, that's not a big miracle. Right? But at 99 years old, you got to really believe. Amen. You got to really. It was a test. God waited to the very end. And see if he would still stand in faith. And guess what? He stood in faith. And became the father. Abraham is our father. Amen. Amen. Abraham is our father because of faith. Because of faith. We see things in the natural. But when we see Abraham. When that day comes. That's our father. Real father. Real father. He's the father of faith. God is our father, but in human terms, Abraham is for the believer. Everyone who believes, just like him. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. That's what the Bible tells us. For he who promised is what? So, what should you be confessing? The promise! Hallelujah! Stay with the promise. Confess the promise constantly. You know, if you believe, you will say, right? So keep confessing the promise. The problem goes left, you're still speaking the promise. Abraham didn't change his name back to Abraham, right? He keeps saying Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. First month, second month, Abraham, Abraham. I know in our time, we know when a woman is pregnant. But in that time, I'm not sure. But you stay with what your confession is. You don't waver. Amen? You don't allow circumstances to change. You say, faith speaks. And faith is seen. The Bible tells us, this is a key principle of faith. I've been talking about speaking. We're talking about triumphant faith. Amen? Triumphant faith. The faith that triumphs even in the presence of very difficult circumstances, has to do with speaking. The Bible tells us this. It says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, uh, it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, as it is written, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore what? I spoke. I believed, therefore I spoke. You know why preachers say, I want you to repeat after me 
in your prayer for salvation? What if you just decide, I'm not going to do that? You miss out. Preachers have known that if you confess it with your mouth, it sticks. So they make them come out and say, repeat after me. And they repeat. Do you believe what you're saying? Yes, I believe. And as soon as they do that, salvation, the new creation, comes into their life. That's what it is. So you got to say, it says, we have the same spirit of faith that Paul had. The same spirit of faith that Elijah had. We have that same spirit of faith that David had. And when you have that spirit of faith, you speak. I remember God speaking to David and said, To David, your, your children will always remain in the throne forever. The throne forever. They will be king forever. Jesus is the man of it. But David instantly went into the tabernacle and sat before the presence of God. He left his house. After Nathan spoke to him, he left his house and went straight into the tabernacle and sat down there quietly before God for a long time. And he said, Who am I, God? Why would you do this for a man like me? That you're saying, Now my, my, my descendant is going to be king forever. This is a great thing, God, that you've done. Notice, it hasn't happened. But David could see it. Amen. David could see it. Just from the words that were spoken to him. The words that have been spoken to us. A more sure word of prophecy. As soon as he heard it, he went to God and he could see it. He believed that his descendant would be king forever. Jesus of Nazareth. He could see that. And he thanked God. And after he thanked God, he says, why are you doing this for me? What kind of thing are you doing for a man like me? Why? And then after he thanked God for everything, then he said, God, now you have said this, do it. Make sure it happens. And God did it. Jesus is of the descendant of David. And it's time to call the son of David. The Jews knew. So we say, we have the same spirit of faith. So we speak. We speak. Amen? Amen. My time is far gone. So I'm going to stop here. But I hope you got something today out of the message. If you did, give him a clap offering, please. Give him a clap offering. Never be afraid of a test. Many times when we go through tests, we are very concerned because a test comes and we are so concerned. And what causes us worry sometimes is not only what's going to happen in your family, but what everybody's going to think. Okay? Am I right or wrong? You're wondering, <laughs> God, if you don't do something right now, I'm telling you, they're going to take my house. And what would the neighbors think? Who cares what the neighbors think? Your Christian brother should be praying for you, with you. Amen? For you and with you. And see, just like those four good friends, 
Amen? Forget everybody else. Stay with what God has said to you. Just what God, the promise. Keep saying the promise. Keep saying the promise. And if you keep saying the promise, God's going to come through. Many of us are maybe dealing with things, maybe not trouble. We just need certain things to make our lives better. He came that we might have life and have it what? More abundantly. And today we've heard how we can use the word of God. Don't be hearers of the word only, but doers. After you leave this place, take your whatever it is and begin to speak. Amen? What God has said. And watch God. Amen? When you start putting that word in practice, watch God. Many years ago, I will close with this. That's second closing. And it will be another closing, finally, kind of. <laughs> That's what preachers do. It's in their blood. <laughs> um, God has this way of doing things. He speaks to you and you have peace. I've shared this before when I was first year I came to Texas A&M. Foreign student can't work because I don't have visa to work. I can only work on campus. And I was depending on assistantship, teaching assistant. And the guy had told me, I'm going to give it to you. I can understand you. It says, many of your Nigerian friends, I can't hear them when they speak, but they are teachers. You, I can hear you perfectly. I don't know what that means. But when I came back, after visiting home, he had changed his mind. He says, tell that man, and this is what was told me, tell that man he'll never get a teaching job in this school until he graduates. And I had no money to do it. I was, it was tough for me. I, I, went, I went to God. My friends, uh, the, the people that I met there, uh, Nigerian friends, they gathered around me. They, were, they knew I was coming, and they were very sad to hear it. They were comforting me and saying, whatever, we, we will help, we will do whatever. But I knew, I mean, you're talking about thousands of dollars for my fees and everything. I went to God, and I was crying. I said to God, and then I was quiet, and God said to me, I was here before you got here. I was here before you got here, and I prepared the way. Instantly, that peace that passes knowledge flooded my heart. And I became joyful. The problem was still there, but I was joyful. I went back taking my classes. The guy that told me the, there's no job for you, he was, he, he was sick me. I said, good luck. You know, this guy is failing in the class. Could you bring him in and teach him and help him? He, this is his last time. If he doesn't pass, he's going to fail. He can't graduate. Can you teach him? I said, you are telling me to teach him for free? <laughs> that was what I was thinking. I said, I'll help him. And then there were kids that were coming to me in class. I helped them. And then they told the guy, the, the head of department, who said no job for good luck. He say, they said, ah, he knows everything. They're exaggerating. He's so smart. He teaches us all the time. And the guy said, hmm, okay. Okay. By the end of the first semester, the money, that's the, all the money I had for schooling, 
He gave me the job. And I stayed with the job till I graduated. Because God gave me a promise. And sadness left. And I started joyfully doing my thing. Knowing he is going to come. He was there before I got there. He was there. He's been there before the problem came into your life. And God's going to take care of it. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If there is a situation in your life that is hopeless, whatever that is, in your mind, you say, I don't know how it's going to happen. Or you have given up a dream that was burning inside of you. I hope. But now you are in a place where you think, I don't think that will ever happen. For some of our young people, as you grow up, there's going to come a time where you need to buy a house or something. Amen? And then you may not see yourself like, I don't know how that's going to happen. Trust in Him. Amen? Amen. Trust in Him, young people. Trust in Him. Don't give up. Whatever you're looking for. I used to pray to God, this, this class is so difficult, but I still want to make an A. Not a B. An A. A guy told me, pray for me, good luck. I just want to make a C. I says, no, 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 I'm not praying for a C. I'm going to pray for an A. He says, I just want a C. Guess what he got? A. Yeah. I changed his mind. He couldn't convince me to stop praying for. I didn't know what the situation was. That was in in Georgia. I did that. Lift your hands up to God today. (laughs) You have that situation, you know, that you can see. Tell God, it's no longer impossible. Tell God, I believe it's no longer impossible. I can see the abundant life you came to bring to me. It's no longer impossible. Deal with that, that situation that you, have, that you have given up on. Bring back that hope that was there when it burned in you and you couldn't sleep at night because you had that hope in you for something great. But your situation now says, this can never happen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Say to God, God, I believe you. And bring in that situation, that hope alive again. And bring in resurrection to that hope. And God will take you at his word. When you step out in faith, God will do it. Amen? So tell God today, that dream is back. And I dream greatly. And my dream will be fulfilled. Amen? Pastor Larry, please come up. Uh, Pastor Josh, today. Where's Pastor Josh? Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for that word. So, church, I know that there are some people in this church and those viewing online that may have not uh, receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have, but you have been away from God and you want to come back to God. Today is that opportunity that you can receive Jesus Christ. Let us not leave this building and not know who Jesus Christ is because tomorrow is not promised. 
And if that's you today, in church or online, I want to pray with you today. I want to come in agreement with you today. So can you please bow your eyes? Uh, please bow your head, sorry. As we are here today gathered in this church and online, if that's you today and you've decided today is, it's now, it's today to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, will you please raise your hand on a count of three? One, two, three. Thank you. With your head still bowed, join me, please. Say, Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God. And you died for my sins. I confess my sins to you, God. I rededicate my life to you. Please, God, show me your plans and purpose for my life. I thank you. I love you. I love you, God. Love you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. I love you, God. If you said that prayer, your name has been written in the book of life, and you have been saved. So be bold. Be confident. If you're alive today, know that God has a plan and purpose for your life. You will be healed. You'll get that job. Those, those relationships that need to be restored, it is done. God said on the cross, it is done. It is done. Faith, the size of a mustard seed. God bless y'all. Have a blessed week. Thank you.